one soul ring. Got it. Get it? Got it? Good. Yep, we got it. Um, Man, um, this is kind of dating the episode here. And I mean, this is a set review, so I guess it's already kind of dated, but... <laughs> Are you guys as tired of uh, of these health restrictions as as I am? Yeah, of course. These new ones? They just brought in these new ones, and it's like, oh, you can't go over to anybody's house again. Yeah. But you can go hang but, out on a patio at a restaurant. Yeah, it's... Or, yeah. or at a public place. Yeah, it doesn't no. really make sense. I think it should be all or nothing. You can only hang yeah, out on like... Tuesdays when the sun's at high <laughs> noon. But... <laughs> And no wind, yeah. no wind, because the the droplets the droplets move with the. But it's wind. like like they they are saying that all of the um, cases are coming from like house gatherings and stuff. So obviously they want to like try and yeah. stop that. But then it's like when you have this like backwards forwards like mentality about everything, then it just all seems kind of dumb. Yeah, and and also like you know the reason why they don't do like a, another big lockdown is just because everybody's frustrated and and tired of this so it also you know th- they can they can make all the orders that they want but if people don't adhere to them then it doesn't really matter yeah it's just you know we're just tired we're all tired of this um and we want to get the next commander league going and we can't do it because of these restrictions yep God <laughs> damn covid <laughs> So, without any further ado, let's get on to a more positive topic. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today we are wrapping up our Strixhaven set review with part three. If you've listened to one of our set reviews before, you know that they are not exhaustive. We cover the cards we're interested in playing in the formats we play. We normally go through the cards in Wooburg order. Uh, with a little uh, bit of a, just a, what's the word I'm looking for? Little little alteration this time, because uh, we've already covered white, blue, black, red, green, and MDFC cards in parts one and two. That was the little <clears throat> alteration. Was the was the MDFC? This is an MDFC set. I think this is an MDFC game going forward. I think this is just <laughs> the way it is. Um, so that means that today we're covering the gold, colorless, and land cards. So before we get to our first gold card, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? They can find us over on Instagram at Term One Soul Ring the Podcast. Uh, you can message us directly via email, Term One Soul Ring the Podcast at gmail.com. We also throw everything up on YouTube. The best way to find us is typing in Turn One Soul Ring the Podcast. And then if you like what we do here with our show, we have a Patreon page. Go check us out over there, patreon.com slash ring. Yeah, you have to you have to like it a lot. So getting to the first gold card here, we have Belladros Witherbloom. It's five black green for a four-four legendary elder dragon with flying, of course. At the beginning of each upkeep, create a one-one black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain one life. And then you can pay ten life, untap all lands you control, activate only once each turn. He's a house. <laughs> yeah, oh well all all of these were I, I think we're gonna talk about every single one of these elder dragons, but uh Brick Yeah, they're def they're they're, they're, they're definitely a solid <laughs> solid first pick. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, of course, yeah. Bill just Witherbloom, like 
I've I've had a few games of limited uh, where where I've managed to open one and he like unless he's removed right away he manages to stabilize you very nicely <laughs> even if you don't end up paying ten but I'm particularly excited for him uh, or building around him in commander and doing like some sort of like Golgari storm deck I think that would be a, a ton yeah. of fun yeah just all that extra mana but. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, the you know the cards that create tokens like this, you know the the really good ones always say, a beginning of each upkeep. You know you're just you you keep getting that token, which is really what you want to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, like a verdant force effect. Mm-hmm. Or uh, tender shoot drive. Is that tender shoot drive? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Or coma. Yeah. yeah. Yes, coma. Same thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I could just see some really fun combo stuff, obviously. Like, untapping all lands you control is an incredibly powerful um, ability. Mm-hmm. And so you can definitely really go off in Commander with this. Uh, ten life's ten life, you know. It's only, yeah, it's yeah. only a quarter. I can spare ten <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's 25% of your life total. Yeah. It's not even that much. Um, you're, like, you're still at 30. That's, that's what all Commander players think when they look at this. They're like, oh, I'm at 30 life, no problem. <laughs> um, not thinking about other things that could happen in a game of Commander and that do regularly happen that, that lower your life total. It's like by um, the time you're able to use it, you're like, oh, I'm at 20. Uh. (laughs) Uh, you know and there are so many other uh green cards in the game that let you untap lands and you know a lot of green cards that double mana when you tap a land also a ton of black cards that do the same thing let let you tap lands for for double mana or you have the cabal coffers um yawgmoth's tomb situation so yeah there's there's a ton of potential here for uh, for a, a really impactful either Exsanguinate or Torment of Hailfire. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Remember that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. I think this is also, uh, for all the Elder Dragons, this is like my favorite art for them. Oh, yeah. It's pretty dope. From the set. Yeah, I, I like that they have the like the, the smaller birds flying around to give you an idea of... of scale yeah yeah so cool then his horns with all the yeah is this guy's badass yeah they're kind of like antlers like they're yeah yeah they're pretty they're pretty sweet he's got like feathered wings too yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he's got a little bit a little bit of an ugin feel to him i was about to say that yeah nice nice next up we have blow out the sky it's x white black for sorcery create x tapped 2-1 2-1 white and black inkling creature tokens with flying. If X is 6 or more, destroy all non-creature, non-land permanents. Yeah, I've definitely lost to this in limited. Oh, I've definitely <laughs> won with this in limited. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta you just uh, gotta open it, you know? That's the trick. Yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta open it, you gotta pick it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're definitely going to uh, pick it if you open it, because <laughs> it's a fucking bomb. If it's in pack three, though, <laughs> and you're not going white-black. Well, then you splash for it. I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. It no. is very powerful. Yeah, a, a great rate like for getting 2-1 flyers. Uh, yeah. It's it's really strong card. And, and just that gravy of getting to six or more, like in Commander, I could definitely see this being a, a very impactful play, just like blowing up all your... Uh, opponents like mana rocks and value engines um you know like rhystic studies and 
everything like that. Sylvan libraries and all that other shit they're trying to win Exactly. With. Just destroy their hopes. And then, like, these can also block the turn they come down. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they come into the battlefield tapped, so... Oh, yeah. So, um... It... Where? Yeah. Oh, it does say tapped. Oh, oh yeah. I missed yeah. that. So, But, you know, there's also a huge gulf between 1-1 one, one and 2-1. Exactly. Oh, huge. Like, that, like, I, I think some players underestimate that, and it is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like one of the commanders from the uh, one of the, the secondary commanders from the Silver Quill deck is all about creating these tokens, and and that thing, I, I think, has the potential to be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're like paying like five total mana for this, you're getting three two ones. Like that's already a pretty dang good rate. And then every single other mana you throw into it is just like even better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. How did the I I totally. Uh, Missed this card in, uh, during spoiler season. Body of Research is next. It's yeah. uh, three three green, <laughs> three blue. I saw I saw quite a few memes about this card. For a sorcery, create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Put X one one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. That's a big old fractal. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. If you have some fractal synergies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't even need fractal synergies. You're just like, oh, I'm going to cast this. I got a 70-70. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if no one has, you know, how many times is, have, have we had to deal with that that card that creates Pegasus tokens? And we're just like, ah, I don't have any removal. I guess I'll die. <laughs> now it's only life total, but that's like a bunch. It pairs very <laughs> nicely with uh, Simic Ascendancy. Um, oh. The, yeah, oh, the ultimate yeah. Rincon uh, enchantment nice mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like overall like it's just gonna be a big dummy which is fine like if yep. you want to like fling it or you know use use it in some way to like you know give it trample or something like that i'm sure it can, you can make it into a big threat the fact that it, it doesn't have trample itself like inherently it's kind of just like obviously that's that's a bummer but yeah like you do need a, a trampler enabler I think that might have been too much, giving it an evasive ability. I well, think that might have been too far. Of course, far. yeah. It's already well, a big yeah. donkey. Like, <laughs> Just give it haste and, they, and trample. It's fine. And, and they have, like, the boar, like, as the, the like, the elemental, like, fractal creature. So, it, yeah, it definitely is a big dummy. Yeah. Even though pigs are supposed to be smarter than dogs, but I don't know. I've never, I've never encountered one. Also, if you're if you're in a if you're in a teamer deck, I just remembered about uh, there's that card Chandra's Ignition. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that's that's a way to win. I mean, ooh what? yeah, like, oh super that... spicy. Yeah, like eleven mana. Yeah, eleven <laughs> mana, you win the game. Yeah, it's it, not even that blue, much. Blue, 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 green, 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 red, red, and three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the stars have to align for you in that case but you know like you could do it oh yeah <laughs> you know what that's not true about the pig ainsley a friend of ainsley's has a, a pet pig it's like one of those miniature pigs and i don't know about his intelligence because he seems to be uninterested in anything other than the floor so he may be smart <laughs> but he's got no personality um <laughs> Much the, the dogs that I've encountered have been much more, uh. you know, just vivacious. So next up we have closing statement. It's three 
white black for an instant this spell costs two less to cast during your end step destroy target creature or planeswalker you don't control put a one one counter on up to one target creature you control it's like a it's kind of fun you don't see that too often during end step i think there's another what's that card with volrath on it i think it's uh it's necrologia isn't oh, that like yeah. an end step card yeah, there's one where you can... It's like three black-black for uh, an instant. They can only cast during your end step. And you pay X life and then draw X cards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's an instant. Yeah, Necrologia. What? From, uh, it's from I've always, uh, I've, Exodus originally. It's great. Yeah, I yeah. have this in my Micaiah's deck. It's a great card. I've, I've always wanted to put it in the Commander deck. It's always one of those cards that's just like... Five mana. Oh, there's so much, so much gravy. But of course, you still have to like during your cleanup step, discard down to hand size, so you can't yeah. get too greedy. No, no, you can't. No, unless you have like a, a reliquary tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy the flavor of closing statement. You know, like giving you that cost reduction on your end step. Yeah. Um, yes. That's absolutely. Fun. Yeah. And like a three mana removal spell is good. And then you also get a counter on one of your creatures as like a little bonus as well, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Unlike, unlike a lot of the the uh, this the removal spells or the spells in this set, it hits. You know, it cares about both creatures and planeswalkers, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. Culling ritual is next. It's two black green for sorcery. Destroy each non-land permanent with mana value two or less. Add a black or green for each permanent destroyed this way. So that gives you the option of, you know, for each permanent, you get to choose a mana to add to your mana pool. You don't just have to choose all one or the other, right? Yeah, so you can add any combination of, of black and green. Yeah. I feel like that's a better templating. Add any combination of black or green. But, you know, I also don't like the templating on... This set's got some new templating, and I'm not crazy about it. But uh, I don't like change. So there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm always a big fan of uh, trying to make things a little bit more concise. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just me. But um, Calling Ritual, super cool. I, I'm a huge fan of it. And I, I would honestly, like, given the name, I would think of it more as a ritual because you, you probably shouldn't think of this as a sweeper. Uh, if anything, it's going to be hitting a lot of, like, mat rocks or other, like, tokens or utility artifacts or enchantments. Um, well, yeah, it's going to hit all the tokens. Yeah. But, like, it's not going to be a reliable sweeper by any chance because, you know, obviously your opponent's threats are not going to be two or or less mana value, right? Yeah, for right, for right. Eric, right? Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> as a as a game of commander progresses, but uh this this could be very devastating mm-hmm. on turn 4 in a game of uh commander. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just gives you that that huge burst of energy, right? Like that mm-hmm. that big burst of mana. Um yeah. And then so, you get to, you know, if you have the cards to do it, you you know, you'll essentially get to rebuild first. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, like even like if each of your opponents have like one mana rock, you still get three mana back. So this only costs you one mana. It would be nice if it was each non-landed permanent like your opponent's control instead of hitting your own stuff. But <laughs> you touch green, so you can definitely make it a little bit more one-sided. Just like playing yeah. uh, land ramp instead of yeah. mana rocks. Yeah. Uh, or even use like pests or other like expendable tokens to generate get some mana. mana. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, if you have like a, a token based strategy to like, you know, go off on a turn, get a good like like sanguinate going or something, you can calling ritual, kill all your own stuff and yeah, get a big old yeah. spell. Yeah, or oh what about like Grismold giving giving Ooh. all your opponents like plants? Yeah. <laughs> and then calling <laughs> ritual. That that would be pretty cool. And then Grismold gets huge because all those tokens just died. Yeah, this oh, is that, actually that's great pretty spicy. Yeah. Yeah, a few more sets get released. I think Grismold's going to be a viable commander. <laughs> he already is. <laughs> no, I love Grismold. I, I kid. I kid because I love. Uh, next next up, we have uh, Damagoth Titan. It is uh, four Golgari hybrid mana for a 11-10 demon. Whenever it attacks or blocks, sacrifice a creature. Oof, this is great with pests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a now thick th- boy. This guy's a house. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Friggin' eleven ten for four mana. Like that's that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. You do need like token support or something to actually have this creature do things. Mm-hmm. Uh because it's even on blocking as well, you need to sacrifice a creature. So I mean if you do have like a cool sacrifice deck or something with tokens, this can definitely fit right in there. This is just like a big ass threat. Uh yeah pairs well with greater good yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah don't even have to worry about attacking your block yeah this is definitely like um some things i care about like power toughness this is a really good piece because it's only four mana and then you're getting like a really big creature yeah. to do something with deadly brew is next it's black it's a black and a green for a sorcery each player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker if you sacrifice a permanent this way you may return another permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, I played against this quite a bit in the standard in the last couple of weeks, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a sign of a good card, I guess. <laughs> yes, cool. Because if you're on the play, and you know you play out a creature on turn two or turn one and turn two, mm-hmm. and then it you know goes to their turn two and they play this and they don't have to sacrifice anything and mm-hmm. you know it it's just it stinks well even even <laughs> even in a deck that can utilize that sacrifice effect for value like you're basically getting like a regrowth that can only hit permanence right so yeah exactly yeah that's it on top of being a regrowth like making your opponent mm-hmm. sacrifice something yeah yeah it's uh that's great nice yeah, good nice rate. little utility card and it's nice that it hits planeswalkers too right yeah. they don't have a creature oh, yeah absolutely decisive denial is next it is a green and a blue for an instant choose one target creature you control fights target creature you don't control or counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays three this is a really cool versatile card mm-hmm like oh yeah it'd be it'd be great if it was because it's like the second option is like almost a mana leak yep yeah and then but it's like if you have like a like blue green obviously you can have some pretty big creatures and then this is also just like a removal spell as well yeah so with um with fight uh you know, because it says each deals damage equal to its power to the other. If one of the creatures has, like, if one creature has death touch and it's dealing damage equal to its power, is it dealing damage as though it was, like, combat damage or as though it was, like, pinging it? You'll have to look at where the source is coming from. So, like, 
for example, in this case, each creature is dealing damage to the other. Um, so the source is the creature dealing damage. But there are some um, like red cards, for example, that might reference a creature's power, but it's the actual spell doing the damage, not the creature. It's just using the creature's reference. So mm -hmm. yeah, you just have to look at, at where the source is. And in this case, it's it's the creatures dealing damage to each other. Yeah. Same thing works for lifelink too, right? So with, yeah. a, with a lifelink creature, you'd gain the life that they would deal. Double major is next. It is also a green and a blue for an instant. Copy target creature spell you control, except it isn't legendary if the spell is legendary. Um, so this card kind of stinks in limited, but I think it's, you know, it seems uh, like it, it, this is a really fun card and it mm -hmm. potentially powerful, uh, but it's not too powerful. You know, you have the restriction of only being able to target your own creature. Um, also in this set, there are some other things where you can make copies. Uh, and if the, the targeted creature is legendary, the copies aren't legendary. That's kind of nice. I think we started to see that with like spark double back in war of the spark and they're just giving us more of that. Um, but yeah, this card just seems like, um, you know, a, a, a real powerhouse and like a Simic commander deck, just getting another legendary creature as you cast it. Um, but but otherwise, I don't I don't really see a home for it anywhere else. Yeah, it, it does carry some risks with it because it's you know of course like targeting a creature on the stack. But mm -hmm. uh, I think in commander it would be fun because of course you're, you're always going to have access to your commander and, and the fact that it gets rid of the legendary status makes it so you know you can double your commander. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit more reliable in commander than than most other formats. Yeah, I think this is a great card. Like, think of having like double Yarok. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or double AC. Yeah, or even double of the um, the new Simic commanders from the precon. Yeah, um, the one that's basically yeah. like a doubling season. Yeah, or I guess a parallel yes. lives. Yeah, it's closer to a parallel lives. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're gonna put doubling season on a precon commander. But they might. I wonder which deck is the most uh, expensive to buy if you just wanted to like buy the single um, single cards. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, not well. Yeah, the single cards. But that that always informs the price of of each sealed deck. Um, yeah. Because like if you pre-ordered them, there you know you get them all for the <clears throat> last pre-order price. Last I checked, I I think the lore holds deck was the most expensive. Uh, just because those two white cards, there was the uh, Archaeomancer's map and um, Monologue Tax. Like they're... Oh my goodness, those are expensive cards. Yeah. Because <laughs> white finally has decent cards. <laughs> no, those are not... I'm telling you right now, those are not decent cards. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I do not think those are good I, I cards. Think, I think the, the Archaeomancer's map is yeah. like... It, it has potential, but like Monologue Tax... Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just don't like relying on my opponents to do things for me to get value. Yeah, I think Archaeomancer's map will play out a lot like Cultivate and uh, with a little bit of extra upside in the later game. Like if you do start falling behind later, um, yeah. I think I think that the times where you play Cultivate and Cultivate is good is going to be the times that you play Archaeomancer's map and it's good. 
Yeah, and I think like monologue tax, if they give you the stipulation with like either like Mystic Remora or Smothering Tithe or Ristic Study, and it's just like whenever a spell is cast, well, Mystic Remora is non-creature, um, and you just pay or you get the effect, that I think that would be that would get me a lot more excited about it than that it's just a second spell. Yeah, well, I think in a, in a game of Commander, you're you're definitely going to see double spelling happening a lot more. Uh, overall, because you you know generally have three other people you're playing with, um, yeah. So I I think monologue tax is pretty pretty good. Not the same power level of smothering tithe, but to be fair, like smothering tithe is ridiculous. Yeah, um, and it's one more mana. Yeah. Oh no. I, I, th- <laughs> I think monologue tax is is <laughs> not too bad. Like I think on average it's gonna be it's gonna pull the weight that you want it to pull. Like it's it's gonna do what you want it to do, but it definitely yeah. carries a little bit more risk with it than Smothering yeah. Tithe. Well, well, you know, I also thought Oka wasn't going to be a good card, so yeah. the hell do I know? <laughs> well, I think, like, why, like, Monologue Tax instantly looks bad, because you're like, um, oh my god, my brain. What was the other one? Uh, Archaeomancer's map. Oh, not the map. Smothering Tithe. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god. So, like, you look at Smothering Tithe, and you look at monologue tax because they're kind of doing the same thing, but smothering tithe is like infinitely better. So you're like, wow, monologue tax sucks. But in vacuum on its own, like monologue tax is still going to get you treasures because in commander people are going to want to cast two spells on a turn and stuff. So it's definitely not, yeah, like you're saying, it's not like a powerhouse card like smothering tithe was. But I think it is still good. But when you compare the two, it's like, well, I'd rather have a smothering tithe hands down. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think. Like when you think of smothering tithe, I think of smothering tithe more as like a combo piece. Like this is something that you can, you know, yeah. wheel wheel people's hands into and just generate like a ritual of like a ginormous ritual amount of mana, right? Or or yeah. something more akin to like Dockside Extortionist, which is just also a broken combo piece that, you know, combos off with anything. Uh-huh. Um, also should should have been in the Lorehall deck as a reprint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Um but like I think monologue taxes is, is going to be more in in line with uh, like a ramp ramp spell with a little bit of upside in in most scenarios. Yeah. Um, so I just went to face to face. The lore hold and Quandrix decks are seventy, and then we have the silver quill and wither bloom at fifty, and then the prismari is at forty. These are, oh, wow. remember, Canadian prices for our listeners. Yeah, okay. Well, I overpaid for the Prismari decks. The other ones, I got a good deal. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I paid, I, well, I paid 200 for the set, and I got I got two sets, one for me, one for us. There you go. So, so well, you paid um, for the Prismari deck at the proper price, and everything else is a deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get taken, and it was be, and because it was such a large, large order, I didn't pay any shipping. So sweet. It's nice. just the, uh, yeah, just the, just that. So uh, we have Eureka moment next. It's two green blue for an instant. Draw two cards. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. This reminds me of uh, growth spiral. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you like growth spiral. Here's another card. <laughs> <laughs> I love casting this card. I think this is probably one of my most favorite cards to cast in this set. It's yeah. just like, yeah, just yeah, it's, it feels good. You know, there's um, 
there's a card um i can't remember the name it's five mana so it's three blue and a green you draw three and you can play an additional land this turn urban evolution yeah so like i've played that and i feel like at five mana it's just a little too clunky but Eureka yeah. Moment hits like a certain sweet spot. It's like right at that Harmonize CMC plus like a little growth spiral attached to it. So it works perfectly with something like a Rampant Growth or an Explore or a, even a Growth Spiral like the turn before just yeah. to hit four lands and then cast Eureka Moment and get to, to six the following turn. So I don't know. To, to me, it's just kind of like the perfect balance of card draw and uh, and Ramp. Yeah, and also Urban Evolution is a sorcery, so... Exactly. This is, Garbage. This is Get it out of here. <laughs> it kind of is now, yeah. Just cast Eureka moment. This is also, like, uh, it, like I've definitely drafted this and have been quite happy with it. I know, right? It's, yeah. It's just very clean. I don't yeah. Know, it's just a satisfying spell to cast. That's been my, my experience with it. This is... And, you know, this is what, Matt, I think for most of us... When we started playing Magic, we had a Eureka moment. So it's very flavorful in that way, too. It's like, I love drawing cards. (laughs) (laughs) Drawing cards feels good. (laughs) It really is the best. Drawing cards and ramping into big spells before, you know, the, the one land a turn rule would normally allow you to do so is, like, the best, you know, the, the most feel-good moments in Magic. That and winning, Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Expressive iteration is next. It's a blue and a red for sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand. Put one of them on the bottom of your library and exile one of them. You may play the exiled card this turn. Oh, you get lands. That's nice. Yeah. I love this card. (laughs) Yeah, like um, two mana filter cards I love a lot. And this is letting you get two cards out of it instead of just one, like most cards do. Because you get to also play the Exile card. So, yeah, this is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like that guy in the background on the art is just, like, kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> He's, a good He's time. like, kick it, yeah. Yeah, Wh- which one of them do you think is going on the bottom of the library? Uh, definitely not the guy that's kicking it. Um... <laughs> you think He's exiled? <laughs> He's exiled. He's getting he's played. Yeah, he's, he's getting played. Yeah. He's getting yeah. played. He's just doing. He's like he's a land. He's like I'm getting played. I'm getting tapped. Um, I don't know. Maybe the guy up in front. He looks kind of he's dour. Just, yeah. I think he's just yeah, kind of. I think we can get rid of him. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. since putting the bottom the card on the bottom of your library is the middle of the three. I think that makes mm-hmm. the most sense. Yeah. 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 There you go. Galazeth Prismari is next, our next Elder Dragon. It's two blue-red for a 3-4 legendary Elder Dragon with flying. When it enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Artifacts you control have tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell. Yeah, this is obviously great in a spell slinger style deck. Uh, if you are doing like an artifact combo, like maybe you'll have like an instant or sorcery that you could maybe dump some extra stuff into. But uh, he kind of ramps you because you do get one treasure, and it's cool mm-hmm. because the treasure stays around while Galazeth is out because it has the ability just to tap and add a mana, so you don't have to sacrifice mm-hmm. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of like a uh, like a fixed Urza. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the combination of. Uh, you know, not being totally ubiquitous across the board and only allowing you to tap the artifacts for uh, instants and sorceries kind of gives you a little bit more of a, a restriction on, on how you build them. Yeah. So I think it, it kind of adds a new angle to, you know, like a, like an Urza build, right? Giving you red and giving you that limitation on instants and sorceries. For sure. Yeah, I, but like, you know, the reason why the Urza card is so powerful is is because it's flavorful. Like Urza is Yes, that's the reason. You know, godlike. Even before yeah. he was a planeswalker. I mean, now it's just, you know, well, and, about it. And he also has the you know, the, the five mana ability to just like spin the top of your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh go ahead. I was gonna say pair is really nice with Dockside. Oh, well, of mm. course. Mm. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or or winter orb or howling mine oof harness infinity is next it's one black 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 green 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 for an instant exchange your hand and graveyard exile harness infinity great commander card such a cool card yeah very splashy very fun i like that yeah. it's an instant exactly I think yeah. if this card think was we a, all like that it's an instant. <laughs> if this card was a sorcery, it'd be much harder to find viable. But because it's an instant, like yeah. What is yeah? That you just start, you just do it and start your turn and go to town. There, there's a there's a classic green commander card that uh, puts your graveyard into your hand and gives you no max hand size. Uh, what is it? What is that card? Uh, Praetor's, Praetor's Council. Council. Praetor's Council. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's got those vibes. I think Praetor's Council, I don't know. I don't know which one would be stronger. But I'm sure if you're running one, you'd probably run the other. Well, that one's a sorcery. I think the fact that this is an instant, like, um, you know, like Eric said, like, you can do this, you know, it is seven mana, but you do this before you're, uh, you know, in the end step before you turn, mm -hmm. and then you're just starting off with, with all that mana and all those cards. And, you know, it's sort of like a... yeah. Like it's I mean, almost like a Yogmoth's bargain or a Yogmoth's will, and uh, you yeah. just get to you know go off. I mean, it 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 is an exchange, right? So if you do have goodies in your hand, you have to pitch them. But hear me out: one with nothing, right? One with oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a bad idea. <laughs> I've seen actually quite a few memes of like of the card one with nothing. They'll do one that's like uh, that's like two with nothing. So it's like one black, discard your hand, exile all permanents you control. Or there's like nothing with nothing where it's like one black, you lose the game. <laughs> um, there's some good ones. That's a good that's a good meme card for sure. Hopefully, <clears throat> uh, Ghost Forge is next. It's three red white for a four five legendary dwarf cleric. Spirits you control get plus one plus one and have trample and haste. Whenever another non token creature you control dies, exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a spirit in addition to its other types, and it has, when this creature leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to your graveyard. Yeah, this there card's go. good. They did <laughs> it. <The laughs> this is the best dwarf. They actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> they actually made 
an interesting Boros commander. <laughs> First time ever. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, th- is- I think I think we had good news with Feather, but uh, Hoffrey is a house. Yeah, like the awesome part, obviously, is that like a lot of these effects are usually, you know, you exile the creature and you get a token of it. But mm-hmm. when that token goes away, you get the card back in your graveyard. That's just gas. Like, that's so good. Yeah, like I, that's just gravy. Like I don't, I I would be fine with it just exiling it and staying exiled. Like that you're still getting good value from it, but just the fact that it does put it back, it's like okay, well now I have an opportunity to do some other broken shit with this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, super fun. Uh, Humiliate is next. It is white and a black for sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Put a 1-1 counter on a creature you control. Yeah, this is... uh, I always like targeting people's hands, um, being a Death Shadow player. Uh, So this this card's pretty decent for, like, standard and stuff. Like, definitely for sideboards. um, But it is cool, again, like, we have that 1-1 counter for doing yeah, the ability and, it, and it's not you know like you'd expect something like this to say non creature non-land you know like a duress type of effect but it, it is nice that it's uh less narrow with the just the non-land it's great and yeah the other thing that i love now is like with these hand attack spells and there's mdfcs you can hit people's lands out of their hand <laughs> yeah yeah that's true really people don't think about it all 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 that often and i've had matches where like i screw somebody uh out of lands and then they're just like screwed because they thought that they were going to get that mdfc and right they nope they kept they kept yeah they kept uh like a a two or three land hand but two of them were mdfcs yeah (laughs) warhold command is next it's three red white for an instant choose to create a three two red and white spirit creature token create uh, creatures you control get plus one plus O and gain indestructible and haste until end of turn. Lorehold command deals three damage to any target. Target player gains three life and sacrifice a permanent, then draw two cards. Are all of the commands instants? No. No. I feel like this is kind of the... This one's kind of more lackluster. This one ha- actually is one of the better ones, I think. Oh, okay just for what the other commands actually do like this one is more expensive which kind of sucks but your options are pretty good like giving all your stuff indestructible is a really good option um and then you can also like remove something or drawing two cards is actually really good if you have like some sort of like token based thing um and then if you have no creatures on the battlefield and you're really starving for a creature you do have the option to throw a three two onto the board yeah i assume the uh the other commands are on the list but uh we'll see like these obviously aren't as good as the original commands. Those are still better. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think, and that's a lot of what we're what we're basing this on is yeah, is the commands and and those commands that have made uh, that have that have gotten a foothold in modern, right? Exactly, and like it's just the mana cost I think on these cards is too high compared to what those uh, older commands were. Oh yeah, if this was uh, three know, mana. Was, it, oh yeah, come on. Yeah, that's totally totally playable yeah absolutely no doubt um next up we have morality spear it's two black green for an instant this spell costs two less to cast if you gain life this turn destroy target non-land permanent nice that's like uh is that like vindicate or does vindicate just hit a permanent 
It exiles a permanent. Okay. Even wait, better. Wait. Uh, vindicate is destroy a permanent. Destroy. Vi yeah, sorry. Yeah, at sorcery speed. Yeah. Like there's anguish unmaking, which That's is what I was thinking of. <laughs> exile uh, non-land permanent. Yeah. There's a good uh there's a good um vindicate meme where they they just take the like the V off of it and it's just indicate and the card <laughs> just says target permanent. <laughs> 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 that oh, one <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah no so uh yeah morality spear it, it it's, it's a good card like i mean utter end is a card that used to see a decent amount of play and at worst this is an utter end right yeah, yeah. utter end does exile but this is instant speed assuming you're playing this in a deck that has like incidental life gain uh or or some sort of life gain synergy and what you've basically got like a terminate that can hit any non-land permanent it's pretty good practical research is next it's three blue red for an instant draw four cards then discard two cards unless you discard an instant or sorcery card i love drawing cards yeah and you draw a lot of cards from this one and you're probably gonna discard an instant or sorcery yeah like discard something with jumpstart or flashback oh yeah there you go. Get some super extra value. value. Yeah. I'm talking about that super value. Super yeah. value. <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't that what Superstore used to be called? I wish. No, I not the show. The, <laughs> the actual the store. I have no like, idea. This, I think it was used to be. There was a, something. There was a super value. I'm like, I'm certain of it. I remember my mom like yelling at me in a super value. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it happened. Um, Kevin, we we're leaving the super value. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just screaming, laying on the floor, right? Because you just go limp. Right? Like, this is my, this is the only power I have is to just go completely limp. Yeah. Oh man. God, it makes you, it makes you wonder why anybody had children. <laughs> uh, Prismari command is next. It's one blue red for an instant. Choose two. Prismari Command deals two damage to any target. Target player draws two cards, then discards two cards. Target player creates a treasure token or destroy target artifact. So, yeah, to be fair, based on the lore hold command that we just talked about, like this is a lower mana cost, but it it, it is uh it, it it sort of seems on par for that mana cost like considering the the mana cost of lorehold command and what and what that card could allow you to do like this is it, even like shock and faithless looting combined and it costs you more mana well like it gives me like colgon's command vibes does it and, like well yeah like deal two damage destroy target artifact like those are modes on colgon's command that is fair so, so like I mean I don't know I, I just I feel like the the flexibility like yeah the faithless looting deal two damage like that's pretty good value like even making a treasure token in a pinch I'm sure that that will come up every once in a while but being able to destroy an artifact at the very least like that's going to be relevant in commander it's probably going to be like a playable card in in standard and historic as well yeah I think this will definitely see more play than. Um lorehold command but the the mana cost definitely has something to do with that as well mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah just costing less is definitely something and I, I just feel like there's other cards i'd rather play in a commander deck for sure i don't know like there's something to be said about like flexible cards like this right there is like, it's a singleton format so just having 
even even if each mode is a little bit underwhelming like all of them together and that flexibility that it provides is kind of the the strength of the card right well yeah and that's yeah exactly that's the hallmark of modal cards is that they cost more mana for the effects but you know that that extra cost is is what you're paying for the flexibility Mm mm-hmm uh, Quandrix Command is next. It's one re- uh, green blue for an instant. Choose two. Return target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. Counter target artifact or enchantment spell. Put two 1 1 counters on target creature. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from their graveyard into their library. Well, now this one seems like the like the weakest uh, so far that we've. we've I didn't about. notice that it was only artifact or enchantment. The first time I drafted this, I was like, oops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like you know what limiting. I'd love to do? I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like <laughs> I'd love to uh, like wait until somebody does like a vamp tutor, or, like a mystical tutor, and then shuffle <laughs> shuffle some cards into their <laughs> library at instant speed, <laughs> just to mess with them. That'd be funny. Uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> but yeah, the the best the best part about this card is it being a combat trick. Like in limited, it's it's pretty decent. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I'd want to throw this in many standard decks. No, no, I don't. I wouldn't think so in these colors. No. Uh, next up, we have Quantorius Field Historian. It's three red white for a two four legendary elephant cleric. Spirits you control get plus one plus zero, oh. and whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a three two red and white spirit creature token. Love the uh, I love the graveyard theme that Lorehold has. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not like the most supported archetype in uh, in limited, but uh, overall, like I'm excited for this in Commander. It just gives like Boros a new angle. Yeah, we're just gonna scavenger grounds you though, Riley. Like every time. Let's <laughs> find. I'll get a three-two white spirit creature token. Oh yeah, you'll get. All right, it's one or more. It should be whenever. It should be whenever a, a card, card leaves your yeah. graveyard. Oh, that would be busted. Max, max <laughs> exile I would yourself. Happily run scavenger grounds in my own deck if that was the case. <laughs> You're like, hey, I just got twenty three twos. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd be four twos at that point because Quintorius. Yes. Yeah. Also, like Quintorius works really well with Hoffrey. So. Oh yeah, they pair pair very nicely. They pair nicely. You should have given them partner. <laughs> yes, just random, yeah. just a random <laughs> elephant and a dwarf. <laughs> uh, Radiant Scroll Wielder is next. It's two red-white for a 2-4 dwarf cleric. Instant and sorcery spells you control have lifelink. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard. You may cast it this turn. If a spell cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. I really like seeing this kind of thing where they give like instant and sorcery spells um, an effect on top yeah. of the effect that they already have. Um, that's just a really nice way to, um, you know, just give them a, just give them a little more, um, just give them a little more value and you know lifelink especially in limited but but even in even in just constructed formats in general it's so backbreaking yeah i can really you know, give you some value like you know now your shocks also gain you two life 
Like that's mm -hmm. a de decent bonus. Yeah, and it can just be really difficult to come back from. You know, with with every bit of damage that's that uh, your opponent is dealing to you, there like you, you're just creating more of a gap between your life totals. You know, more of a gap that you're gonna need to uh, make up if you want to win the game. Like it's uh, it's rough. <laughs> I've been playing. You know, I to I feel like I have a totally different perspective on standard. I like never played standard Magic before, and I I I just started playing Arena, so I'm all like, no, that's bad in standard. That's good in standard. So, like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like when I started playing Hearthstone all over again. Yeah. Although, if you want to talk about standard Hearthstone right now, it's it is a cesspool. So we can. We should we we shouldn't do that now. We should save that for you know another time when we're doing a podcast about Hearthstone. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Radiant Scroll wielders like a little bit of backup in my Fire Song and Sunspeaker deck. So woohoo! Yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> oh, like yeah. it looks like a mini Fire Song Sunspeaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Get that get that redundancy. Uh, next up, we have Reconstruct History. Two red white for a sorcery. Return up to one target artifact card, up to one target enchantment card, up to one target instant card, up to one target sorcery card, and up to one target planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand. Exile reconstruct history. Uh, yeah, this is this is a fantastic card. You know, the ceiling is super high. Uh, it's nice that you know they're not giving us the decimate template where we mm -hmm. have to fulfill all targets. Um, yeah. yeah it's just this is a, uh, it's just it's sort of like the longer the game goes on the better this card gets yeah yeah honestly even if you're getting like an instant and a sorcery like it's that's pretty solid oh yeah that's I, worth it i'd be yeah. happy with that totally. but yeah. uh yeah super super cool mm -hmm. yeah and i think this is i'm not sure i think this might be in the uh lore holds commander deck it's great i uh I, you know i i i opened the boxes and just like you know made sure the the decks were in there but they're like the boxes themselves are smaller than the um original or or like original commander decks because they don't have the oversized card in them anymore yeah so they're much more compact they're even more i kind of like the packaging on these ones over the um the the two set commander decks we've been getting with standard sets oh um, for sure I like but, the packaging on those, but I like these. Like this is like my favorite commander packaging thus far. Yeah, big fan of it. And they replaced mm -hmm. the oversized cards with um, like a thicker cardstock card. So so you'll, yeah, you'll yeah. have like two copies of your commander, and one's just like this really thick cardstock. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, because like we never use the oversized cards. No, you I know, don't. right? Um, yeah, but like the 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 actual box is only slightly sh shorter. Than the original boxes but then mm -hmm. it's like twice as thick oh yeah well it just yeah it just seems like it seems it better looks to, like, like a nicer design yeah yeah it is and uh like you know for like display purposes i think it's i think it's better but and i'm wondering what that uh, deck box is gonna look like on the inside <laughs> i'm sure it doesn't even hold sleeved cards so i wouldn't <laughs> uh, don't, don't hold your breath um uh, it might it might it might like well, the ones, uh, the ones in the, cause I opened that the Simic, um, commander legends, uh, commander. So I could, you know, get the commander out of it. Um, but, uh, the deck box in that box, uh, you, the, if you, if you sleeve the cards does, they do not fit. Yeah. So. But that's that stupid cheaper one. 
Like that's. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, they there's the same thing with like good. dual decks and stuff. I. I don't think they're gonna give us something good, but we'll see. We'll see when we crack them open in like two months and we can get back together. The photo yeah. looks like it's yeah. Because the box is so wide, the only reason why the box is that goddamn wide has got to be the deck box. And if it's not, yeah. then what the hell's with the packaging? <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so uh, Rush Rebirth is next. It's a black and a green for an instant. Choose target creature. When that creature dies this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser mana value. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Then shuffle. Yeah, like this can be like some sort of combo piece for your deck just to get a creature out. Uh, this is pretty great because you can get any creature. It obviously has to be less mana value than whatever you're targeting, but I think it's still pretty dang good value. Yeah, on the right deck, like you, you sacrifice it, and um, yeah, yeah. No, it is. Um, yeah, it is a very interesting card. It is. You know, it, yeah, it is narrow. You know, you have to uh, choose a creature. You have to tutor up a creature with lesser mana value, but it's not like you know, it's not like a pod thing where it's like one less mana value. Like it's it's just yeah. lesser. So it, mm -hmm. it, it is. Um, yeah, it is a very it is a very interesting card. Yeah, and notably, you can choose like an opponent's creature if it's gonna die, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. right. So, yeah, it's just it's yeah. just any creature. So it's yeah. not not limited to just yours, but. Mm -hmm. might be more of an edge case i imagine if you're putting this in your deck you're you're probably gonna have you know sacrifice outlets and a, a means yeah. to to use yeah, this but you know those situations might come up where somebody points a removal spell at somebody else's creature and you just you know go along for the ride yeah you're like oh i can make use of this yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah maybe sooner than you uh you know had expected to but uh yeah, definitely don't build your deck that way, thinking like, oh, maybe this will work out. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Sadrix Silverquill. It's three white-black for a 2-5 legendary Elder Dragon. It has flying and double strike. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. Target player creates a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. Target player draws a card and loses one life. And target player puts a 1-1 one, one counter on each creature they control. Whew. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this can be fun in Commander because you do have the uh, politics kind of side to it. Right, right. You know, and then, like, uh, putting a 1-1 a one, one counter on each creature is nothing to shy at being able to do that no, every that single can... turn. Yeah, that can be devastating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and notably, you don't have to choose these modes, right? Like, it says yeah. you may choose two. So, like, if you choose to do it, of course, you have to choose two, and you're going to have to target somebody else with one of them. But, like, if you don't want to do it, <laughs> you don't have to. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, S S Silver Quill Command is next. It's two white-black for a sorcery. Choose two. Target creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn. Return target creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Target player draws a card and loses one life, and target opponent sacrifices a creature. So, yeah, this one's sorcery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. This one... Yeah, it it seems okay. Yeah. I uh, don't. I 
can't envision myself running something like this in commander it just seems just like no way it falls a little too short especially since it's target opponent sacrifices a creature maybe if it was like each opponent sacrifices a creature then we could talk yeah, yeah. so Tan- tanazir quandrix is next it's three green blue for a four four legendary elder dragon with flying and trample when it enters the battlefield double the number of one one counters on target creature you control Plus one, plus one counters, excuse me. When it attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanzanir's power and toughness until end of turn. Kind of a weird art style in this card. It kind of makes me think of uh, Amonkhet a little bit. Oh, yeah. Kind of a little Egyptian. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just not a fan of like the desert aesthetic, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not as much as I love Star Wars, I'm like, could we just get off of like Empire's the best one? Not only because it is the best, but also because they're not on Tatooine at any point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this card's a little bit wonky because like when he enters the battlefield, you're doubling the one encounters on target creature you control, but then when Tanazir's attacking, you can make your creatures four fours because yeah. like you obviously aren't targeting quandrix because he's going to have no counters when he enters most of the time yeah well it is yeah that that is a little clunky i i thought the same thing you, you see the the joke is that you're targeting a fractal and the fractals have base power and toughness zero right yay but it yeah <laughs> like it's like, it's whatever like yeah <laughs> I think I think that ability of being able to like I'm just thinking back to one of my early Simic decks, um, it's like like Vorel of the Hullclad or something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. green blue, and then it has an activated ability of green and a blue and double the counters on on a target creature. Can I, I think that ended up in our our Verisol the split current deck. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And like yeah, just having that one shot ability coming from the command zone like that could be pretty strong and at the end of the day he is a 4-4 flying trample like you probably have some plus one plus one counter synergies going on so you could probably like go go tall and go wide and then just like buff the crap out of your creatures so he could he could make for a pretty threatening deck got good old frample frample right <laughs> uh 10 the pests is next it's a black and a green for an instant as an additional cost to cast the spell sacrifice a creature create x one one black and green pest creature tokens with when this creature dies you gain one life where x is the sacrificed creature's power i don't have any more creatures to sack to damagoth titan well just make 11 pests yep and then crater hoof them <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> mm. nice little one to go wide punch definitely uh, thrilling discovery is next it is boros uh red and a white for a sorcery sorry i shouldn't say boros that's uh it's faux pas now uh <laughs> you gain two life then you may discard two cards if you do draw three cards yeah, yeah for sure says, oh uh, go ahead i just want to say yeah for sure like <laughs> 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 I was gonna say it's it's a cathartic reunion, but uh, 
so th there's pluses and, and, and minuses on both sides. The, the plus is, of course, you know, you gain two life. And fortunately, this the discarding a card or the discarding two cards in this case is part of the resolution of the spell. It's not part of the cost. So if this gets countered, you're not down, you know, three cards, right? Um, but on the flip side, if you go to copy this, it's part of the resolution. So you'd still have to discard those cards for each copy. Uh, whereas like a cathartic reunion, you could copy and just get, you know, draw three additional cards without having to pay the additional cost of discarding two. So a little bit of give and take. Yeah, I think in Commander, it's still good to, if you're copying spells, like obviously go for cathartic reunions and stuff. But just in like general constructed play, like this card is really good because you're not going to get screwed over if somebody does counter it on you. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to see that uh, you gain two life gravy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Gravy. Velo, uh, Velo, Velomachus, Lorehold yeah. is next. Yeah. It's, it's five red, white for a five, five legendary elder dragon. It has flying vigilance and haste. So like I'm already in whenever it attacks, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana value less than or equal to its power from among them without paying its mana cost put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order so you're getting to dig it has haste so you're going to get that you know right oh, away yeah. so you're getting to dig seven cards deep and cast an instant or sorcery spell with mana with cmc five or less for free that's i mean you know casting a spell without paying its mana cost is something i never get tired of seeing on cards oh yeah and uh yeah, this. I mean, I don't love the look of this particular Elder Dragon, but I think so far this is this is like just my favorite kind of, um, you know, just like the the immediate power of this card is is really getting me fired up. Yeah, I love how you do get the trigger right away because it has haste. Like that's just mm -hmm. extra awesome. Yeah, and then it just sits there as a blocker. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Narset without the blue, right? You just run a bunch of like extra combat spells. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you just like you play this and you start going off. I kind of like Narset though cuz then you just win the game. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh next up we have Venerable Warsinger. It's one red white for a 3/3 spirit cleric. It has vigilance and trample and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may return target creature card with mana value x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where x is the amount of damage a venerable war singer dealt to that player hell yeah it's pretty solid i i love that they're um playing more with like white spree animation right like this i i just i'm a big fan of where they went with warhold and, and using the graveyard and giving white a, a different angle for like card advantage and value yeah and like coming back to the battlefield obviously is super great huge of course you could always run this in a deck that's trying to modify um like power so you can always get a thicker boy back if you want to or just put like a loxodon hammer on it or something there you go yeah well don't get too thick <laughs> uh witherbloom apprentice is next it's black and green for a 2-2 human druid it has magecraft whenever you cast an instant or sorcery whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell each opponent loses one life and you 
gain one life. Um, I like playing storm decks. <laughs> so I, this is just a fun little value creature. I yeah, you just like seeing us like tick down our life total one by one. I just like showing you my game actions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. You know, if the, we need we need a an achieve we need like an overall um like season achievement in the league for like most game actions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tr- sure Trevor would love that. He loves counting the game actions. <laughs> you know, he would like that, I think, in theory. But I think if he actually had to, like, pay attention to the game actions, <laughs> I think he would be a little salty about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's just, like, a nice little instant of value. Like, even just, like, drafting with it. Um, you know, you cast, like, a few spells out. You're still getting those, like, little bits of draining happening. This card's pretty mm-hmm. solid. Uh, Wither Bloom Command is next. It's black and red for a sorcery. Choose two. Target player mills three cards. Then you return a land card from your graveyard to your hand. Destroy target non-creature, non-land permanent with mana value two or less. Target creature gets minus three, minus one until end of turn. Target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So, um, you know, like this would... I'm sure that... I haven't played with this in draft yet, but I would definitely first pick something like this like it seems like a pretty flexible removal spell but uh overall it's fairly underwhelming so i don't think i would be particularly excited to play something like this in commander um and i'm not really sure about standard either yeah no i think like this the place for this is um limited Uh, i did actually play with it once and you know like there were times where I got rid of two creatures with this one spell, and that felt good. Okay, moving on to uh, Colorless. Our first Colorless card here, our first artifact, is Cody Vera- uh, Vociferous Codex. It's three mana for a 1-4 legendary artifact creature construct. You can't cast permanent spells, and you can pay for tap it to add Wooburg to your mana pool when you cast your next spell this turn exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value until end of turn you may cast that card without paying its mana cost put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order hell yeah yeah (laughs) who needs permanence anyways yeah right yeah, Cody is probably the most fun archetype to draft around in, in Strixhaven. I've, I've, uh, I think I've had three drafts where I built around Cody, and Holy. all three of them were a lot of fun. <laughs> I haven't seen a Cody yet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those decks where it's like, you know. Learn spells with the lessons, like the summoning lessons, and like the big Prismari spells, like go really well with Cody. Um, obviously, he gives like your instants and sorceries like a pseudo cascade, like the the, or I guess more like a Sunbird's invocation because it's the first spell yeah. that you use with his ability. Yeah. Um, but his stats kind of line up nicely because on turn three. Uh, or maybe sooner if you've played out a soul ring the turn before and turn two. Um, 
you can cast him and then on the following turn you can activate his ability and he's essentially ramp right so yeah super fun i'm sure he would be a lot of fun to build around in commander as well just like do a weird zany spell slinger deck well, yeah like there are spells that make tokens and stuff so oh for sure yeah 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 okay so moving on to the uh this this is sort of just like uh the the colorless uh lesson cards uh you know i'll just one of them is introduction to prophecy it's three mana for a sorcery lesson scry two then draw a card um and you know there's one that uh you know there's one that buffs a creature gives it vigilance till end of turn there's one that lets you search your library for a basic land put it into your hand uh there's a couple others and uh you know i'm just thinking about these cards in commander and obviously you don't want to put cards you don't want to put um lessons into your sideboard in commander because there's no sideboard yeah. <laughs> but you know you can run these cards in your main deck and you know this one and the one that lets you search for a basic land card they sort of let you break the color pie a little bit so you know this card for example introduction to prophecy lets you do something in white or boros that you wouldn't normally be able to do like an effect that's historically a blue effect you know the, historically this effect in blue usually costs less than three mana but uh you know you're you're breaking the color pie at a cost um and i'm fine with that i'm not one of those like color pie purists um not that there's anything wrong with that but um you know i just i just think these this the cards like this this one are are more of the um um Magic's desire to make the game more approachable and make the game f feel good for new and, and, and enfranchised and returning players um, with things like this. So, you know, I, I just like to see this kind of thing. Yeah, the, the lessons have been very fun in Limited. Like, they've, they've made for a lot of nice flexibility um, just in, in your deck. Uh, like historically like tutors are not very strong in in limited but when they're stapled mm -hmm. onto like every other card in your deck uh, it makes for some nice consistent gameplay like yeah it's mm -hmm. uh it's they're not overpowered by any means but you're definitely not short on things to do in in strict save and limited so that's been very fun and, and that's kind of what the deck or kind of what the uh, format comes down to is is like a format based more around attrition like whoever has yeah. more things to do is usually the person who does a lot better <laughs> and and learn learning lessons definitely helps right yeah well it's all it's just it's game actions yeah yeah <laughs> your game actions <laughs> next up we have strixhaven stadium it's three generic mana for an artifact you can add one generic mana to your uh, mana pool, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Then if it has 10 or more point counters on it, remove all and that player loses the game. Oh, ouch. I love cards that just like snipe a player out of the game. It's oh, like, yeah. sorry, bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. like Quidditch? <laughs> <laughs> 
I liked it more in the books. I feel uh, like the movies didn't really do it justice. I kind of wanted to skip every instance of Quidditch in the books or in the movies rather. But uh, and then like the one yeah. movie where it's it's like a big pivotal part in the book. They like really just graze over it. Oh, I don't know what's which which book is the, which one. Oh, I I know <laughs> I can't remember anymore. But it's at the because they go to the big tournament at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the fourth one. That's um the uh, what is that one called? It's the one Goblet where Fire Lord Phoenix comes back. Goblet of Fire. Hey. Goblet of Fire. There yes, go. thank you, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they they definitely uh no the they definitely butchered that one on screen. That one and the sixth book, uh, the sixth movie are 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 hot garbage. The other ones are like the first three movies are okay. But uh, yeah. we probably shouldn't litigate Harry Potter on, on no. this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Zephyr Boots is next. It's one mana for an equipment. Equipped creature has flying. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card, then discard a card. And the equipped cost is two. So not bad. I like th- I like that one that one drop. The equipped cost is a little rich for my blood, but um, uh, maybe I could be convinced. Well, yeah, because it's giving your creature evasion, and then you're able to like loot. Yeah, I think yeah. It, yeah. It, it definitely. I, I think this will play pretty well, like just as a nice utility equipment, just to give you a little bit of consistency in the early game, and then just give give you relevant evasion in the late game. So, yeah, it'll probably play out better than than you'd expect on on just a uh, unassuming piece of equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're moving on to lands here. So uh, I just have the enemy common scry lands as, as a mix here. So we they're, they're the enemy uh, pairing. So, you know, like, uh, sorry, I don't remember all the names of the colleges. It's like Golgari, Boros, you know. <laughs> um, so I just think these are great. As soon as I saw these lands, I immediately thought of Popper. Riley, yeah. I know you did too. Yeah. And um, they're great replacements for the the common dual lands that enter the battlefield and let you gain a life. I think those originated in the cons block. And um, these are just great. Um, you know, I... I've 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 already swapped out the uh, the dual lands in in my popper decks that 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 are like enemy color pairs and I can't wait until they finish this cycle because you know I'd so much rather have that sort of um, well that scry effect in the late game or the mid game when I'm just sitting there not doing anything than gaining that one life up front I think we can all agree that you know. Uh, scrying scrying one is in most cases better than gaining a life so um yeah yeah definitely definitely very excited about these lands for <coughs> the popper format but you know they're they're also great in um in commanders as well i'd rather run these in commander than than the uh you know than most of the the tapped lands yeah nice budget option for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we have Access Tunnel. It's a land, of course. It taps for a generic mana, and you can pay three to tap it. Target creature with power three or less can't be blocked this turn. So it's it's a cheaper but also more narrow version of Rogue's Passage because I believe Rogue's Passage uh, is it costs four mana, yep. and you a target creature can't be blocked this turn. You are correct. I think in Commander, like, you just want to... I don't know how good Access Tunnel really is going to be, 
uh, unless you're built around some sort of certain thing. But uh, definitely for like limited and stuff, this is a good card. Yeah, and I would swap out. Um, well, I already have uh, swapped out Rogue's Passage for Access Tunnel in my Narset deck because Narset is a three-two. Yeah. So it's oh, just, yeah, it's, just le- it's it's just less mana. That that deck is very. Um, it tries to be very mana efficient, so like one less mana, you know, um, is 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 going to help me win games. Yeah, yeah and I, I could see you playing this in like uh, Alesha, who smiles at death, right? Because mm-hmm. she's okay you know, three power as well. And then there's also yeah. um, is it like Gorm the Great and uh, is it like Villus the Vile or something like that? That the partners from Battle Bond. Um, I think it's the Villas. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like a 1 1 death touch. And uh, whenever he deals combat damage to a player, they like lose half their life. So mm-hmm. he would Ooh. be a good one to make uh, unblockable. Yeah. So, d- yeah, definitely like a, you know, a niche card. I, th- I think like Rogue's Passage in Commander is still going to see more play far and wide. But, you know, that like this, this cost reduction is, um, you know, in the right decks is, is totally worth it. Cool. Oh, yeah and uh last card we have here for our strixhaven set review is the biblioplex uh it it taps for a generic mana and you can pay to tap it look at the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery card you may reveal it and put it into your hand if you don't put the card into your hand you may put it into your graveyard activate only if you have exactly zero or seven cards in hand this is a pretty cool card like mm-hmm. i've definitely drafted it and like it's great that it has the zero clause on it because yeah. you know yeah <laughs> i honestly i wouldn't really be interested in activating this when you have seven cards in hand no <laughs> you know it's like what are you what are you doing that you need to you know like essentially pay three mana to have a look at the top card of your library when you already have a seven four, cards in hand seven yeah. cards yeah yeah <laughs> that's very that's very funny but yeah like you know even if you don't have too many instant sorcerers in your deck you still get to look at the top card and if you don't need it you can throw it in the graveyard which is really good mm-hmm. yeah that is nice that it goes to the yard um it kind of reminds me of um i mean obviously it reminds me of library of alexandria but it kind of reminds me of seagate wreckage yeah. where yeah it's like two and a generic like a colorless specific mana to uh draw a card but you can only do it if you don't have any cards in hand and like i i run that in some decks and you know in in those decks specifically like i'm dumping my hand a lot of the time so um you know in in the right deck it's it's pretty good but you know obviously in um in limited or even like canadian highlander when you know a lot of the games end up with you just top decking Mm -hmm. you know so yeah, you are. It, it just gives you that ability to uh, to dig a little more. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to bring our Strixhaven set review to a close. We're going to be back next week to review some of the new cards in the Strixhaven slash Commander 21 set. Uh, if there were any cards from Strixhaven that we didn't cover, uh, that didn't make it onto our list that you're looking forward to playing with, uh, do let us know you can do that in the comment section below or you can dm us on instagram or you can uh email us or you know just just look for uh turn one soaring the podcast out there on the internet uh, but as always thank you for listening and we will be back 
next week with more exciting Magic the Gathering content. Thanks for being here, everybody. See ya. Get you with that body of research. <laughs> <laughs> Bye now. Turn one soul ring.